0: Hello there, and welcome to Blue Milk Latte, a Star Wars podcast. Today we're going to be talking uh, about the Bad Batch. We're going to be doing a uh, Bad Batch Bonanza episode. We will be covering uh, episodes 6 through 13 of the Bad Batch Season 1, kind of a continuation of our previous Bad Batch Bonanza episode that we've done. Uh, With me is my always uh, trusty co-pilot, Chris christophsis Mead.
1: Hey guys, what's going
0: on? Hello, welcome back. Um, yeah, so uh, we got a pretty fun-filled episode just going over the Bad Batch, so for all you fans that are into that show, please stay tuned for the rest of it. Um, but before we get into the episodes themselves, Chris, let's go over our Star Wars adventures for this last week. Chris, take us, take us away. Uh, I didn't
1: really have any this week. The biggest thing I did this week was I picked up my backlog of comics from my local shop so I could start re- getting caught up on the... All the Star Wars comics like they know they're they're neck deep in this uh or the bounty hunters yeah which is which, which I've read the first couple because uh, when they came out a couple months ago but uh I have not caught up on that yet so I need to be yeah you know, I'm kind of falling behind on my Star Wars uh
0: you know stuff <laughs> gotcha yeah I have did you pick up any of the High Republic uh stuff yet are they yeah, yeah?
1: cool uh I've I've it. I've been. I collect them. I'm collecting the mainline High Republic one, and uh, I just picked. A, I think I'm only one issue behind right now. It's just okay. it's good. Uh, it's mostly um, the main character from the books from the from the High Republic book is um, Skir, the Trandoshan, um Jedi okay. Master. He's he's not like the main character, but he's like the tie in to the main novels. That's yeah. he's, he's like the the character that's going to cross over. Um is it was, it'd be a major part of that one you'd recognize. I mean if there's other kids are showing up, like I think Yoda does like a cameo and um uh Avar Chris shows up and uh maybe one or two other ones I don't remember. But primarily yeah. it's Scare.
0: Okay, cool. Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah, um as far as my star wars adventures for this last week, one really big one and one just continuous one. I've knocked out just uh, another Oh, I'd say like ten, fifteen pages of *Light of the Jedi*, so I'm almost there. I'm almost there. I, so I feel like this is gonna be like a, I can can't wait to do our *Light of the Jedi* episode because it's gonna be a long overdue review. Um, uh,
1: that's why I've forgotten what it was, what was going on in that book altogether. And like, uh, we'll, we'll
0: do an—we'll do an off-air recap, and I can kind of get you going.
1: Okay. Well, I think I, I think I still have my notes I wrote on it when we were originally gonna do it. however many? Long ago, um, I, yeah, think I, yeah. I, I think i wrote them down, but uh, at least a
0: few months ago, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that—that's what I've been doing. Um, but the big, big thing, uh, at least uh, it's pretty, I guess, a uh, seminal moment in my life was uh, I got my—I'm a—I'm a 32 year old male. Uh, I got my very first tattoo ever in my life. Uh, I got a Obi Wan Kenobi lightsaber and like really good color on my right forearm. It takes up pretty much the the length of my forearm, and it's healing right now, and it looks awesome. But for anybody that has tattoos, and I didn't know that this was a part of the process, it's kind of scabbing up just a little bit. So I know in like about four to five weeks from now, it's going to look super like amazing and beautiful. But right now, we're just I'm just doing like the uh, the aftercare for tattoos and stuff. So yeah. that's kind of what I'm dealing with right now. But um. It looked beautiful uh, for any of our listeners that, I, I don't know, want to, uh, I don't know, you check out who did it. It was a guy named Chewy. His at is a C-H-U-Y photo, Chewy photo. Uh, that's his Instagram handle. He mainly does do like photography and other stuff like that, but he's also been dabbling with tattoos for the last few years. So he's kind of doing both. So I wanted to give him just a quick shout out and uh, thank him for being the very first person to ever put ink to my skin, yeah. Um, so that was the big thing. That was my big Star Wars adventure this week. I got it. Nice. Uh, one other, yeah, yeah. One other like life adventure. I got it kind of uh, in anticipation and celebration of my my looming birthday. My birthday is on July thirty first. Here, um, so at as of the time of this recording, it's in about five days. So, uh, yeah, it was one of my early birthday presents and, uh, it's pretty, pretty amazing. Um, yeah, I think that's about all of our Star Wars adventures for, oh, one other thing, one other thing, um, I got a Empire Strikes Back on vinyl, um, that I'm really excited to play, um, Mm -hmm. it is, it's like a re-release, it has, like, old school, like, artwork on it, but, uh, it's like a new, it's a brand new record that we got, um, but it has, like, um, uh, Luke and a Tauntaun kind of overlooking like this, like a uh, mountain thing on Hoth, and it looks pretty epic and pretty cool. Uh, it looks like you could have got it like in the 80s, probably when it was released originally, but it's a re release, so, anyways, uh, the anyway. soundtrack, yeah, 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 the score to Empire Strikes Back,
1: yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, the only thing, uh, I think that's happened this week is I, I looked through, I kind of skimmed over because Comic Con was this last weekend, yeah, technically. Uh, such as it was, and I, I know they had a High Republic panel, and I think the biggest they announced four new titles coming. Yeah, and they're saying that like after this next arc of the Galactic Fair, it gets things get super dark. That's what they're saying. Got it.
0: Yeah, I, I, they're kind of like marveling it up at least on the publication side by I guess having phases. Right. Like we're we're going to be wrapping up phase one here fairly soon, and then yeah, all the books that they announced.
1: Technically phase. the second I think this is I think this is the second book phase two already? This the second hardcover?
0: I don't I, I don't think so. I, I could don't. be wrong. But I think I think phase two will begin in like 2022, like January. Oh okay. Um, I could be wrong about that, but I think that's what I'm reading.
1: Well know, well maybe maybe it's not phases, but I, but I know I mean they're probably doing phases, but I know they, they kind of are doing arcs because the first uh push of publication was all about like the opening a starlight beacon. The yeah. second push is all about um, the Galactic Fair, which is kind of the World's Fair being held at Starlight Beacon. And then that's what that's what the the second novel centers around. And then the third then like then what they just announced at Comic Con was like the third set of books. So so I wanna say the the next mainline hardcover book is by oh man, I'm gonna mess this up. It's somebody we it's somebody who's done other Star Wars books, like somebody I like. I think, I think Kevin Scott maybe yeah no he did he did the one i think he did the second one
0: okay okay
1: oh man it's it's gonna bug me uh wait did i lose you
0: no we're Uh here okay
1: uh, oh
0: shoot i'll figure it out it's okay we'll get it by the end of the episode (laughs) yeah we won't forget um yeah so uh, anything else any other cool oh there is one other thing that I want to talk about as far as Comic-Con at Home stuff goes. Uh, there was that um, art print release with uh, Luke and Grogu. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Using the force and building a lightsaber with, with what looks to be like a yellow kyber crystal. Um, so that's kind of making me think, like, if you have, like, a yellow kyber crystal, you're really in like, healing and stuff. Because we know Grogu can force heal. And we know Rey can force heal. And both of them have uh, the yellow Kyber Crystals. So that might be an ongoing trend for future Star Wars media. If you have yellow Kyber Crystal, you're going to be, uh, you know, a healer, possibly. Who knows? Because they have always kind of said like your blue wielders will be like your your best duelist and your best actual lightsaber, lightsaber combat people. And then your green lightsaber people are more so like your wiser folk and people that Resort to lightsaber battle kind of as like a last resort sort of thing. So maybe it'll be an ongoing trend. We'll see. Um, Yeah. Are you, Chris, are you ready to get started in our Bad Batch Bonanza? Maybe. Yes. If you're yeah. There.
1: Okay. Uh, oh, uh, uh, Claudia Gray. That's the author. Who is it? Claudia Gray. Claudia Gray. Okay, cool.
0: Very cool. Um, and then that'll be, she'll be kicking off like the book, the first book released in 2022, right?
1: Well, I, I think she might. Yeah. Uh, I like She might be at the end of the, the, this next cycle. I don't know. I'm not, I, I'm not sure. Uh, Cause I know that she's got one and there's like, again, same kind of pattern. They'll do a um, YA book, a young adult book, and then like a uh, kid's book. And then, yeah. uh, and a comic book series, I guess you are going to do, uh, the guy, I think it's, I think it's, uh, one of the the guys, I guess comics who did one of the novels is going to go back and do a comic, a a mini series, um, about the, uh, the origins of the Martian row, the head of the uh, Tempest. Okay.
0: The Tempest runner guy. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Cool. It might it might be Daniel Jose Older possibly or No, maybe. I
1: think it's I think it's uh Scott or whatever is doing it. Oh, okay, okay. Kevin Scott. I think that's who it is.
0: Okay, cool. Very nice.
1: It's so late, but I think it's Scott.
0: Okay. All right. Are we uh, are you ready to get started with our bad badge bonanza? Yep, let's do this. All right, cool. So as I mentioned before, we did uh we did do a Episode just on episode one. Um, it was a pretty much like a movie-length episode. So we did one episode on that before. And then we did a previous Bad Batch uh, Bonanza episode, which covered episodes two through five. Uh, during this episode, we will be covering episodes six through 13. And then probably doing a wrap-up one for the last three episodes of the season. But uh, starting us off is episode six, titled Decommission. Decommissioned. Uh, it was directed by Nathaniel Villanueva and written by Amanda Rose Munoz. And it did premiere on Disney Plus on June fourth, twenty twenty one. The plot, more or less, is Sid hires the Bad Bats to retrieve a separatist tactical droid for its battle intel before it is destroyed at a Corillian decommissioning site. Um, so we get to go to Karelia for a little bit, which is pretty cool. Um, we don't get to explore the planet that much, which I wish we would have seen more of the actual planet. We're pretty much just stuck um, on like this, uh, this like junkyard site sort of thing, but uh, we work with what we got. <laughs> um, the Bad Batch encounter police droids guarding the facility as well as uh, Trace and Rafa Martez the sisters uh, are, make their return from Clone Wars Season 7, um, who are also after the droid that the Bad Batch are after. And this is the episode where we all knew it was coming, All pretty much all fans knew it was going to happen at some point. Um, Wrecker accidentally hits his head, and his inib- inhibitor chip begins to activate, um, Chris, what do you think about him kind of freaking out and attacking the bad match?
1: It was pretty cool. Uh, it was it was something that I, I, uh, I think someone had told me like, oh yeah, I think this is what's going to happen. I was like, ah, oh, maybe, and then it did. So it was it was it was interesting, and it's kind of um, you know these chips were really kind of a, a you know uh, going to be like the big obstacle
0: for them for this season. It yeah. looked like, yeah. Yeah, I thought um, if if and when it did happen, it might have come with um, a little bit more stakes attached to it. Like he might have actually oh, yeah. seriously injured another member of the Bad Batch. And that would have been like really bad. And, um, he you know, could have led to him like feeling like super remorseful for his action and stuff. But also, thankfully, he didn't. He did obviously give them a challenge and try to hurt them and stuff. But thankfully, no one was really that hurt during the process.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things where I, I, my, my kind of, I mean, I, I mean, I'm kind of going this a little later, but my o- overall, I do kind of have some questions about the pacing and where they play certain things and like certain events feel like they maybe should have been like later or earlier. Like, I kind of feel like the chip thing. Could have been something they could have stretched for you know a good chunk of the season, and it may resolve it at the end of the season or more towards the end, or you know, like you said, like up with some bigger stakes. Yeah. And there's some other things coming up too, where I'm like saying things like, "This feels like this could have been like you could have done your season finale here."
0: Yeah, but then there's like more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, yeah. Back in the episode, Tech and the sisters, uh, they worked together to program the tactical droid to turn on the police droids allowing them to escape but the tactical droid is destroyed in the process. Um, The sisters explain that they were retrieving it for a client who is fighting the Empire. Uh, Hunter gives them a copy of the droid's data that Tech made during the fight. Uh, Thankfully, uh, Tech, he teched out and got the stuff there. Uh, And the uh, sisters later tell their client how to find the Bad Batch. Kind of putting them in a, uh, uh, you know, a goose chase looking for the Bad Batch. Because at this point in the season, uh, we didn't really know who was hiring who, who was tracking who sort of thing. We just knew the Bad Batch were kind of on their own trying to survive. Um, Yeah, and that was pretty much for that episode. What was your overall feelings on Decommissioned?
1: It was good. It was a a fun adventure episode. It was kind of uh, interesting to kind of check back in. Again, like we kind of talked about before, the Bad Batch seems like a show based on uh, just checking in with people that we've we've seen before. Yeah, Uh, this one was a little more like recent because we just saw them, you know, in in Clone Wars season seven. Not you know, but like a year ago. So, but it was it was still good. It was interesting to see. I kind of want to see the storyline where they end up in the rebellion spoilers, because we, we haven't quite gotten to that point because we don't know who they contacted, but you come to find out they're working, you know, for the Rebellion. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I i kind of curious to see how that happened exactly because last time we saw them, they were, you know, working with Ahsoka trying to get out from, from the Pikes, um, but then they just kind of go their separate ways, if I remember right.
0: No, yeah, you're, you're right. They kind of just do their own thing there at the end.
1: But then somehow they end up kind of on the side of the quote-unquote good guys. Yeah. Yeah, it's true.
0: Yeah, I don't know. They they, they <laughs> kind of strike me as like uh, not like bad people or anything, but they'll do whatever they can to survive. They're survivors.
1: Well, yeah, they're they're a Han Solo character.
0: Yeah, yeah. But airing towards, yeah, like usually helping the good guys out. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. All right. Uh, episode seven is our next one up. It is titled Battle Scars. It is directed by Sal Ruiz. And written by Jennifer Corbett. It premiered on June 11th, 2021. Uh, The overall premise was uh, after their failure to return with the tactical droid's data. uh, Sid tells the Bad Batch that they will need to do a big job to pay off their debt to her. Uh, Sid is a pretty interesting character. In that she kind of feels like, to me anyway, a video game character. Like you go on your mission. And if you fail or succeed, she dictates where you go next in the video game, or in this case, next in the story. Um, She kind of has that, yeah, that vibe to me. Um,
1: Yeah, no, she's definitely that character. um, I'll go, I'll go uh, same same idea but in a different direction. Like um, I used to play the Shadowrun RPG, tabletop RPG, and they had uh, characters that were called fixers. They were essentially like your contact who gave you the missions that go on all the time. Yeah. It's definitely like their, their fixer.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, they are, um, they're interrupted by Trace and Rafa's mystery client. Uh, their old friend, Captain Rex. Talk about a person who's coming in (laughs) so that we could check up on, on them. Uh, he is alarmed to learn that the bad batch have yet to remove their inhibitor chips like he has. They go to Braca, which is a starship graveyard planet controlled by the Scrapper Guild, and sneak onto an old Jedi cruiser to use its medical bay. And we're already kind of, and it's pretty interesting to me how frequent it pops up in Star Wars, especially Disney era Star Wars, of characters going to like wreckage to like salvage mm-hmm. things or pull things out. Um, it's almost, I mean. The, not to get too deep with it, but it's almost kind of like the writers and stuff are going back to the original um, content that George Lucas created and trying to like, just mine stuff out of it. Kind of like how yeah. the characters are in the show, but also the writers are just like going back to stuff that he created and trying to make a storyline out of it sort of thing.
1: Also, um, if I'm not mistaken, Baraka is the planet you start on in uh, Fallen Order.
0: Oh, yeah, that does make sense. Yeah.
1: I, I think that first, if you play the game, that first level
0: on the train, I yeah. believe,
1: it was on Braca.
0: Where you're kind of learning how to like navigate and use all the. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah you gotta go pretty, to... That was a pretty yeah. damn fun like, way to open the game, too, I thought.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. But if I'm, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm like 95% sure that that the same planet you're on Braca.
0: Yeah, I gotcha. Um, so they are on the Jedi Cruiser and using its medical bay. Uh, Wrecker's uh, agitation activates his chip and he... Oh, wait. Maybe I skipped it. Here we go. Nope. Uh, He (laughs) attacks his teammates but he is subdued and the chip removed. Uh, Rex takes his leave once the extractions are complete. As they say goodbye, Hunter is seen by the members of the Scrapper Guild. Um... So yeah. This is another episode, I think, where we saw saw him go crazy, or maybe I got them mixed up.
1: Uh I you know, I think
0: I think uh, it is this episode. It's okay. Yeah, though. It just, yeah. yeah, it's all good. Um, but yeah, so Captain Rex is like the big cameo of this episode. Um I didn't think we would see any like uh, of the main clones from the Clone Wars coming back in this one. This this soon. Um, did you feel like thrown off at all by like seeing Captain Rex like so soon afterwards, or did you feel like yeah, yeah? Uh,
1: it, it, well, uh, my thoughts on Captain Rex are interesting because like I it, it was kind of again. I feel like like the the big reveal of who the girls were working for could have been saved. Because part of my, my issue with Bad Batch currently is that there's not like a there's not an overall main arc going on. It's just kind of like a series of missions they go on and yeah. I feel like they could have like pulled the taffy a little bit and then made Rex show up like, a little later in the season. And like I said, maybe double the chips for like a couple more episodes would have been I think could have been interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, also like I'm kind of curious to see what happens to Rex because this Rex is still very like, hey, let's go get him guys and we're going to, you know, defeat the Empire and we're going to bring back the Republic. But then remember in about uh, 10, 15 years from now, we have Rex who's like roaming the desert fishing for sandworms.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's totally like checked out and just like wants to be on his own.
1: Right. So like, I kind of want to know what happens there. Like what, ha- like, was there like some big battle and Rex just like lost hope or like, does he have to face down Vader at some point and just like F this, <laughs> like what happens? Cause I, cause he isn't there yet. And I was kind of waiting for it. Cause I thought after season, after Clone Wars season seven, Rex just kind of goes off into obscurity and he's still operating, you know, here in bad batch. So I'm kind of curious about that.
0: Yeah. And he's still fairly hopeful too. Right. About, about yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the galaxy and stuff. Yeah, so yeah, it is pretty weird to see. Cause I mean, you gotta figure for the empire to succeed. Like, not saying that a lot of people are all about the empire or anything, but I feel like at least in the first year or two, maybe a lot of people were like comfortable with the the idea of this galactic empire taking control and stuff, which is how it was able to last for as long as it did. Um, right. And well, so they're...
1: people kind of are. I mean, because that, that's one of the things they do show that You show like people just kinda like going along with it. They're not necessarily like, super happy about it, but they but they don't really have another choice.
0: Yeah. You know, and,
1: and, you know, it seems like the Empire is trying to make the transition relatively smooth. Like we had like it was in, in the somewhere in the earlier episodes or coming up where like they have those announcements about trading your money in for you know for empire imperial credits and things. Yeah, yeah
0: yeah that was yeah no that is an interesting idea yeah that they would start to control their own currency and all that stuff
1: well this is an interesting episode also because the first of like so this next set of episodes have a lot of like two parters that have these you know kind of seemingly two parters and this is like the yeah one, uh, where it's like this one and the next episode are, are kind of like one big episode just cut in half yeah and then there's there's two more of those coming up where it's like you know there's four episodes coming up with a technically just two episodes, but they cut them in half kind of.
0: Yeah. 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 Which leads us up to episode eight titled reunion, uh, directed by Stuart Lee and written by Christian Taylor. This one premiered on June 18th, 2021. Um, the scrapper guild informs, uh, the empire of the bad Batch's location, and Crosshair is sent to kill them. This is the first time that I believe we see Crosshair in a few episodes. Uh, since yeah. he's yeah, massacred, like, civilians and stuff. Yes. Um, yeah. Concerned that Omega will not be returned safely, Lama Sue hires a second bounty hunter to retrieve uh, Omega. Crosshair cuts the Bad Batch off from their ship, so they attempt to escape through the cruiser's ion engine. We... the To Chris's point from just a minute ago, this is kind of like the second part of that arc. They are still, I believe, on Bracca. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Um, So, let's see. Crosshair pins them inside and has the engines turned on. But they use uh, explosives salvaged from the cruiser's armory to escape. And Crosshair is injured by the engine's ignition. Um, which there's a lot of like gunplay and a lot of running around during this part of the episode. It's pretty fun, pretty cool action sequences. Um, Hunter and Omega are confronted by Bounty Hunter da da da. He's back from the dead, Cad Bane, um, <laughs> who shoots Hunter in the chest and kidnaps Omega. And when I first saw this part in the scene with with uh, Cad Bane shooting Hunter, I thought he actually like killed him they really do yeah. leave you to like think like oh he's like down for the count. Yeah yeah um, yeah, no definitely. Yeah. Um the rest of the group catches up though and they carry the injured hunter onto their ship and escape. And I guess hunter has some pretty good uh, laser or blaster proof uh chest wear or something because it pretty much hits it, like zaps him like right where his heart is. Um but yeah, he's still alive. Hunter is still still going and still um st- still trying to protect Omega. So uh Chris, so uh, the next episode up we're gonna see a lot more of Cad Bane, but were you excited to see Cad Bane come back?
1: I was because he was and I and and I'm, I know we talked about Cad Bane making making an appearance and how cool that would be and then he shows up. So that was I felt pretty pretty proud about patting myself on the back about that.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, it made me really want like a Cad Bane like Black Series figure in this episode because the animation was pretty darn strong in Clone Wars when they introduced him, but and Bad Batch specifically, the animation that they've done on him makes him look like just extra like badass, you know?
1: Yeah, he definitely seemed a lot cooler than we've seen him before, and I don't know whether it's just because we hadn't seen him for a while and I hadn't, you know, didn't quite remember him from last time, but like yeah, he definitely seemed
0: really really badass this time. Yeah, he definitely has the uh, the man with no name Clint Eastwood vibe. He has that like down pat. Like he he is the Star Wars version of that. All right, so that was that for episode eight reunion, um, which leads us into my favorite episode thus far of the season, um, which was episode nine, titled "Bounty Lost." It was directed by Brad Rau and Nathaniel Villanueva, and written by Matt Nick It was uh, released on Disney Plus on June twenty fifth, twenty twenty one. The episode begins with while chasing after Bane, the Bad Bachelor, and that Tech learned from Tech that Omega is an unmodified replication of Django Fett. Making her the only available source for, for, uh, for fresh cloning material, other than um, Boba, Boba. Fett, Boba Fett himself. Yeah. We also learn that uh, Boba Fett was codenamed Alpha. I, I don't think we had known that before this point. Uh, no. That was his codename. And obviously, Omega, <laughs> her name is Omega. So pretty much the end in the beginning there for the fresh, uh, for the I'm sorry for the 100% cloning um, from Django Fett, which was a pretty interesting tidbit for this episode. Um, en route to an old Kaminoan uh, cloning facility on Borovio for her delivery, Omega tricks Bane's droid aid Toto into releasing her and is able to signal the Bad Batch. A couple things about this. Uh, what I just mentioned, Borovio to me, I thought when I first saw it before we got into like the details of it all, I thought it was Cloud City. It is kind of reminiscent of uh, of a Cloud City. It does have like circular type of buildings, and there are a lot of like either like fog or clouds or something around it. So right. I originally thought it was going to be Cloud City. I was like, oh wow, this is cool. We get to see what it looks like before it ends up with Lando. Um, what else here? Oh. Toto, I didn't know this. Chris, you might know this, you might not. Uh, Toto, the droid who is Cad Bane's like little uh, assistant, he is voiced by Seth Green. And yep. that, yeah, I didn't know that. That made me laugh a lot. I was like, oh wow, that's uh, it brought extra, I guess, comedy to the character that I that I didn't know about. Um, Lamasu sends uh, Tan Wee uh, to retrieve Omega and orders Nala Se to eliminate the girl after extracting genetic samples from her. So, uh, Lama Su's doing some some cheap stuff, some, some jerk work. Uh, she's not really yeah. uh, doing anything, you know, that nice. Or what? Yeah. Um, let's see here. Uh, concerned for Omega's safety, uh, Nala Se sends Fennec Shand to rescue Omega. Um, and shand and kills Tanwi and duels bane which uh the duel itself is probably a good 10-15 minutes of the episode it's pretty awesome just to see them going back and forth trying to one-up each other just when you think one will win the 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 gunfight the blaster fight what have you the duel um the other one kind of gets the upper hand it's a pretty cool battle of wits and of action um what did you think about the duel chris
1: it was good. It was really amazing. It was nice to see uh Phoenix Chan again. Um I I you know, I still really like that character. Uh you know, we obviously loved her on The Mandalorian and then you know, we here we see her kind of you know although I would argue that you kinda of get the impression when you first see her a couple episodes ago, this is like one of her first jobs, but then she's going toe to toe and like holding her on because Cad Bane is kind of crazy to me.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean she could have uh it could just be that he's underestimating her, so he's not really using... Uh, I mean, later on, as the fight progresses, he definitely starts to use more of his gadgets and toys and stuff, but I think at the beginning, okay. he's kind of just toying with her a little bit, so she might have got the jump on him, but a little bit in that regard. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, Omega is able to escape and be retrieved by the Bad Batch by the end of the episode, um, and uh, Fennec Shand makes her way off planet. To, we might see her again at some point. Uh, we might not. And same thing with Cad Bane. He uh, has to report back to who he was hired to, uh, which I believe, yeah, was Lamasu. Um, Lamasu, Lama that's right. Yeah. So he has to report back, and uh, he wasn't able to uh, to get her. So oh uh, yeah, there's one part um, where he is falling off of a platform and he has, like, a Star-Lord-type boots and is, like, able to, like, sh- like uh, fly off and, like, come back onto the platform and stuff, I thought, oh, that's cool. Like, I guess just if you're a gunslinger in a space setting, you pretty much just have uh, little rocket, rocket boots. boots. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, to a certain extent, Star-Lord is kind of like a gunslinger himself, you know? Well, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. All right. Moving on to episode 10, Common Ground, uh, directed by Sal Ruiz and written by Gersimran Sandhu. Uh, It was published on or released on Disney Plus on July 2nd, 2021. Um, On Raxus, which was the seat of the Separatist government during the Clone Wars, the Empire institutes new curfew laws with the support of a local senator named Avi Singh. While addressing the public, Sing speaks out against the Empire instead and is arrested. His protocol droid GS-8 hires Sid to help rescue Sing, and she sends the Bad Batch, who are reluctant to help after fighting against the Separatists and the Clone Wars. Omega is left behind due to the multiple bounty hunters that are targeting her, and she wins Sid enough money playing Dejarik to pay off the Bad Batch's debt. So, look at that. They don't even have to do any more work. Uh, Just let Omega play some Jajaric, and she'll take care of everything. Um, With the help of GS8, the Bad Batch rescues Sing and takes him to Sid for payment. Um, This is a pretty straightforward episode. I definitely was not... I'm not going to say it was a filler episode, per se, um, but it was uh, an episode to me that felt... Um, just like you know, just like another mission sort of thing. Right. It doesn't push, doesn't push the overall story forward, but it's fun to see them pull off a mission together. Um, what did you think about the episode, Chris?
1: Yeah, kind of same thing. Like uh, we were talking before the show, and I was like, "There's one episode, and I don't remember what it, what what it was even about." And a Disney Plus description doesn't really describe it. It was this one.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's
1: literally because yeah. the Disney Plus description is like the Bad Batch have their ideology challenge that's that's all the description they give you i was like <laughs> yeah it grabbed, like all of a sudden I came back me. like oh yeah no this was that episode the uh the queen's yeah. gambit of, uh, bad batch if you will <laughs>
0: yeah 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 i mean the, the the main thing that i think they're battling with was like oh we're gonna help a separatist uh planet even though we were just trying to kill them like six months ago i think right. yeah that was their whole plight but i mean yeah, yeah for the i mean they did it it was fine it was good <laughs> um yeah, it was, I'm not going to say it was the most forgettable out of all the episodes uh, so far, but uh, it was, you know, uh, just another mission that they could co- kind of go on. All right.
1: Well, I guess the whole thing is like, because like, that like Cad Bane Panic Shan episode could have been like a season finale, and then there was more.
0: <laughs> like, yeah, yeah.
1: They kind of followed up with just kind of like a one-off, you know, mission that mean, theoretically that episode, well, no, actually episode has, has to be where it is. There's another episode coming up where I was like, I was like, this episode could
0: be anywhere in the series. I don't know why you have it here. (laughs) Maybe it was like the mid season finale. Kind of has that vibe, I guess. Yeah. All right. Uh, All right. We're coming up on episode 11, titled Devil's Deal, directed by Stuart Lee and written by Tamara Becker Wilkinson. It was published on Disney Plus on July 9th, 2021. Uh, when Senator ornfree Ta announces a new Imperial refinery on Ryloth and encourages Twilight Freedom Fighters to disarm, Resistance leader Cham Sundula, Cham is there, uh, publicly supports the Empire. His Lieutenant Gobi Glee takes Cham's daughter, Hera. There we go. We got Hera Syndulla making her return from, uh, well, not her return. This is a younger version of Hera from Star Wars Rebels, making her debut on Star Wars Bad Batch. Um, Gobi Glee takes her uh, on a secret mission to retrieve new weapons that are delivered by the Bad Batch, during which Hera befriends Omega. Um, There's more to the episode, but what do you think about Hera meeting um, Omega?
1: It was cool to see Hera. Uh, It was, you know, it was Kind of unexpected, kind of like how we saw. I think Uh, Chopper's in there too. Yeah, no Chopper's in there. No, I was thinking about in the premiere where we see. uh... Oh man, I can't remember his name now. Kill me here.
0: (laughs) Was it like an Imperial officer or something? No, no, no,
1: no. no. The, The main, the other guy from Rebels that you see in the first episode Jedi,
0: Padawan. Oh yeah, yeah, Kanan Jarrus. Kanan, there we go. Yeah, God,
1: I don't know why that name. I could not pull that name out.
0: It just uh, was well, gone. In your defense, he is, called, he is called something different though. In Bad Batch, he's called uh, starts with a J, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because that's like Kanan, like his name that he, his underworld name he chooses when he goes into hiding. But like, yeah, no, it's cool. Like we saw Kanan in that episode, and then we see uh, Hera in this one. Um, it was definitely a cameo. It was not expecting to see whatsoever.
0: Yeah. Uh, oh. Oh, Caleb Dune. Oh yeah, yeah. Caleb Dune is his, I guess, birth name there. But oh, go ahead though. Oh,
1: I kind of wonder. I don't know for sure if this is gonna like lead into that book, Lords of the Sith, or if this is like makes makes it so that doesn't that's not canon anymore because it's about the same. Not not this is the same time, but we're not. Yeah. We're we're kind of right around there. Yeah, it's not long after this because he kind of get the because one of Vader's first missions is to subdue Ryloth again. in yeah. that book, I was kind of curious about how this all kind of fits together, or even if it fits, still all fits together or not.
0: Because I I think it, I of, think it still does because I don't time. think Lords of the Sith takes place until a good year into Darth Vader being Darth Vader. I mean, I know it is one of his earliest yeah. missions because he's still getting used to, um his breathing apparatus and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think, I mean, it might be a pretty good prelude to the book, actually. Like, if you watch this episode and the next one and then you read Lords of the Sith, it might flow. pretty
1: good. Okay, because, well, at that point, Cam is, or Chamsa is a, I mean, he's a freedom fighter at that point. So he's literally, you know, he's actually, like, on a mission to kill Vader and the Emperor. Yeah. Yeah. Probably, yeah, you're probably right. By that book, it would be like a little further because like Hera is gone by that point. Yeah. Because they talk about her, but you get the idea she's not on Ryloth or she's in hiding or she's somewhere else.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was <clears throat> my biggest interest to the whole thing was seeing her in a different animation style because, yeah. as, as we all know, Clone Wars Bad Batch is one type of animation style and Rebels is a slightly different uh, animation style. And it was pretty cool to see, you know, them transition her and Chopper uh, into this new. Chopper looks pretty much the same, though, which is pretty interesting. Because the droids do look a little different between the two series. But, um, yeah.
1: I just talked up to being being Chopper being, like, relatively new by that point. Yeah. (laughs) So that's why he looked a little different. Because he wasn't, like, all battle-hardened and, you know, (laughs) beat up from, uh, you know,
0: smuggling. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um okay. Um Crosshair, Robus Crosshair, he tracks them and the Empire arrests Glee and Hera for treason. Uh Cham attacks the Imperial Convoy to rescue them with his wife Alini. Alini, I believe, and other freedom fighters. Um, so we're already getting, yeah, the freedom fighters there on um Ryloth. Um but Crosshair shoots Orn-Free-Ta, which enables Rampart to deframe Cham for Ta's attempted assassination. Um, so Crosshair is already kind of mixing stuff up, screwing some stuff up on R- Ryloth. Um, Cham, Alini, and Glee are arrested while Hera escapes. I'm sorry, Hera. I keep saying her name weird. Hera. <laughs> um, and that is pretty much... This episode I thought was going to be like a one-off sort of thing, but it definitely is like a two-parter with this and the next episode coming up here, uh, which was episode 12, Rescue on Ryloth, directed by Nathaniel Villanueva and written by Jennifer Corbett. uh, Premiered on Disney Plus on July 16th, 2021. Um, Hera contacts her old friend, not old friend, but her recent friend Omega, And ask the Bad Batch to help rescue her parents. Hunter does not think such a mission would be worth the risk, but Omega convinces him to them to intervene. Pretty much, I think by saying like, "Hey, if this was me, like locked up, you guys would come after me, right?" Like this is the same. Yeah. Um, Hera, Omega, Tech, and Wrecker attack the new Imperial refinery on Ryloth as a distraction, while Echo and Hunter free Cham, Alini, and the other freedom fighters. Uh, Crosshair discovers this is uh, who, who's doing this and uh, sets a trap for them. But clone Captain Hauser, who is loyal to Cham, warns the escapees of the trap and then confronts his fellow soldiers. Hauser is arrested, but the Bad Batch and freedom fighters escape. Rampart realizes that he has underestimated the Bad Batch and gives Crosshair permission to hunt them down. Um, Rampart, uh, he's an Imperial officer. I believe he does mention a um, Operation War Mantle in this episode. And War Mantle was one of the codes that Jen Erso uh, kind of mumbled when she was going through all the spy stuff in Rogue One, um, which is a pretty interesting setup there. Um, I Forget it's like Pax Aurora and uh War Mantle Black Saber, and then they finally get to the Death Star plans and all that stuff. Well, there's, there's uh, the
1: one I think, doesn't she also mention the one? Uh, what is it called? That's like the the one of the big plot points in the Battlefront game. Uh, yes. They also mentioned somewhere else. The it's basically basically like a scorched earth tactic where they just like bombard in space with lasers.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Operation Cinder, I think. Cinder, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it might be mentioned there. But, yeah, uh, Operation War Mantle, I think it's – I did a little bit of research leading into this one because it sounded interesting. And I think it's the Empire's transition from using clone troopers to human troopers. So they're either going to be ramping up their recruiting pretty hard or just forcing a lot of people just into, like, direct enlistment or something like that. We'll see. Right. How that warns out, which is pretty funny because the next episode that we have coming on July 30th, guess what? It's titled War Mantle. Um, oh. so that, yeah, that'll be coming up on July 30th, about um, about three days away from when we're going to be dropping this episode. At the time of this recording is July 26th, and then War Mantle will be coming out uh, July 30th here in a few days. Um, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> it sh- sounds pretty cool. Um, and that's kind of like our rampart releases. Yeah. Um, that's kind of our Ryloth episodes. Um, overall, I'm gonna kind of clump them to Devil's Deal and Rescue on Ryloth. It was pretty cool to see Hera. It was pretty cool to see Champs and Dua. For some reason though, I wasn't it was a lot of politicking, and don't get me wrong, I love some of the politics and Star Wars and stuff like that. But well, for yeah, you have prequels, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> for a, <laughs> For a kids Disney Plus show, it did seem like just a little bit too much politicking. I don't know. um What were your thoughts on the two Ryloth episodes?
1: uh The first one I was very confused by because it has like two minutes of Bad Batch in the whole movie, uh, whole episode. You're that's like, true, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was like it was weird. It was like I got to the end of it. I was like, what's going on here? Like this whole they did a whole episode without the Bad Batch. This that was the Bad Batch show. I'm like okay, yeah, that's what we're going with this. It was weird. It was. It was definitely a little weird. I was like, "What? What's the plan here, friends?"
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh, I didn't. I, I. I had the same thought, but I forgot about that until right now. Yeah, that's true. They're only in it. Yeah, for a second.
1: Yeah, they they basically drop with the guns, and there's a whole, whole scene about you know flying the ship, whatever, and then yeah, that's pretty much it. And you're like, and the episode's just all like all Twilights, all Ryloth, all the time. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: which is fine. It just was like it was not what I was expecting. I was like, oh, okay, I guess we're, we can do episodes without Bad Batch on the Bad Batch show.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: because on Clone Wars, at least it wasn't like Anakin and his amazing friends. So that if Anakin wasn't in an episode, you're like, what's going on here? It was just Clone Wars, and so you could do a whole episode with Yoda or one of the other Jedi masters that didn't have anything to do with like Obi Wan and Anakin or Padme.
0: Or just the, like, or just a whole bunch of droids wandering around on a planet for thirty minutes. You could do that too, right?
1: <laughs> but like we have a show called Bad Batch, you kind of expect the Bad Batch is going to be, you know, the main characters in every episode. But this proved that it's not going to be the case, I guess, necessarily.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, no, it was it was good. Um, I was really excited to see. I was excited by the end of it, where um, Crosshair finally gets permission to hunt the Bad Batch. I was like, finally, here comes our like our main conflict for the rest of the season. I'm hoping. Yeah. Uh, you know, cause like again, like I just there's not really bad batch is just kind of weird. Cause there's not like a, there's not a, there's not an over overarching story arc to it. Like at least Clone Wars, had the idea like, okay, so we're, we're, we're going to, we're heading towards episode three. Like that's, what's going to, that's, what's going to happen. And basically like the whole over arc is like war, you know? And the same thing with rebels kind of got to a point where, when they actually like by season one or so, when they actually are kind of, working with the rebellion like okay we're working with the rebellion so our our main we have one we know, our main bad guy is the empire the whole time and the bad guys doesn't really have that it's just like these are like little story missions we go on and here and there like we there's some piece of intrigue but in general they don't have like a they don't have like a villain that they're fighting against the whole time yeah yeah and they, they kind of need it and I was kind of I was hoping Crosshairs would be it like earlier and it finally now the end of this episode like finally now we have Crosshairs being like the big you know my, it's gonna be their big bad for the season
0: yeah. Yeah. Um, that leads us into our latest episode here. Uh, episode 13, titled Infested, directed by Sal Ruiz and written by Amanda Rose Munoz. It premiered on Disney Plus on July 23rd, 2021. Um, this was a pretty fun episode, I thought. Um, the Bad Batch returned from a mission to find Sid's parlor under the ownership of a crime boss, Roland Durand. Um real quick, let me look up the species of him. De- he is Dever- a De- yeah, Deveronian. He has like uh kind of two two horns and kind of looks like a goblin, but mixed with like a regular man. Uh that's what Ooh, I was yeah, thinking. He,
1: he's yeah, well he's the he's the devil looking guys from uh, the space and the, the most ice yeah. there. Uh there's also one
0: in the Mandalorian, who's the heavy for the the gang in the prison yeah. break episode,
1: and Rebels has one that they use a lot. Yeah, it's It's kind of like one of Ezra's contacts.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't yeah, remember so, his name. Yeah, so so he's so, kind of a uh, cr- character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotcha. Um, so crime boss Roland Durand. He's a Devorian. Uh, they find Sid outside, and she reveals a plan to take back the parlor by stealing a shipment of spice from Roland that is intended. For the Pike Syndicate. So a lot of stuff going on here. Uh, we get to see uh, Spice actually being stolen. We always hear about like Han Solo being a Spice Runner and all that stuff. But this is our first time actually, not our first time, but one of our first times seeing a Spice actually being stolen. because yeah, which... it's
1: like, actually our second time because the first time would have been Clone uh, Wars Season 7 because that's the whole Ahsoka and yeah. Rafa. So I so think it's all about
0: Spice too. Correct, correct, yeah. Which is that the whole underworld sort of thing. This is a very underworld sort of episode. Um, um, so it's intended for yeah, the Pike Syndicate and um the Bad Batch and Sid enter her office via underground tunnels infested with a hive of Erlings. Erlings are these like bug like creatures that uh love uh <laughs> Love bright lights and stuff. They go towards them anytime they can, but they live in a dark, carvenous cave that's usually always pitch black. Um, they successfully retrieve the spice, but are chased down by Roland's guards who awaken the hive. And this sequence was um, like awesome to me. Um, I got a lot of flack for it, but Temple of Doom is one of my favorite like Indiana Jones films. And it was very similar to me of the third act of Indiana Jones when they're being chased down on the little mine carts there on the rails oh, yeah. yeah had that kind of vibe it was very like george old school george lucas vibes to me I really enjoyed it for that um let's see here um they awaken the hive the group escapes through the tunnels but the spice the spice is taken by the hive they are caught by the pikes who in turn they just wanted their spice back but they also or do they just want to you know kill people who are at fault for the most part or punish people who are at fault uh, so they take Omega hostage while the bad batch and Sid retrieve the spice from the hive and uh, the pikes then let Sid reclaim her parlor but not before uh, cutting off one of Roland Duran's little horns on his head uh, you they <laughs> the way that they show this is you almost think he's like he for a split second and then right? he, he just they, yeah yeah. You're like, wow! They really went there. They really cut off this dude's head. Um, but you see, uh, Roland raise his head, and uh, you see he, they just cut off one of his horns. There, kind of sad, but you know it is what it is. He—he he, he survives to to crime and underground another day. <laughs> um, I really like the character of Roland Durand, actually, and I kind of hope he makes a appearance again at some point. Um, and- well, yeah, this. This feels very much like a
1: setup to introduce this
0: character who will then
1: play in later. Like, because, they, like, they go through all the effort of, like, Omega, like, convincing the Pikes not to kill him and kind of, like, befriending him a little bit. Like, I feel like they're setting them up for he's going to do something. I don't know what.
0: Like, yeah. he'll come in and
1: save them at some point or have some intel for them or like something's going to happen with Sid and they got to go work for him for a while. Like, I don't, yeah, something, something. Yeah.
0: It is rumored with the emergence of the pikes in the bad batch that we may or may not see Darth Maul at some point, because he's going to be meddling in the, uh, the, the, you know, the crime sector a lot, because as we know, in solo, he's already in charge of black sun stuff who has loose affiliations with the pikes and with other, and the huts and, uh, So we may or may not... Before Season 1 is over, we may or may not see what Darth Maul has kind of been up to uh, since the Empire has risen. Would you like to see Darth Maul, or do you think they'll save that for, like, a Season 2?
1: I don't... It's hard to say, because I I I was... Like, we saw a lot of characters this season that I did not expect to see this season. Like, I feel like like a Rex would have been, you know, maybe next season, or, like, even... I don't know. It's hard to say. Um Because I... I feel like, I feel like, I don't know if I want this or not, but I feel like at some point they're going to have to run, they're probably going to run afoul of Vader at some point. Yeah. Um, and I don't know,
0: I don't remember. Here's something crazy to think about real quick. So we're on, we just covered episode 13, right? We yeah. only have three episodes left of the Bad Batch first season. So. Right. And we've already hit a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because I was a little, I was a little disappointed by this episode, in a broad sense, because I was like, we just had, to, like I said, we had a great setup where like crosshairs would start coming after them, and then we have this weird episode that like could have taken place anywhere in the series, like it literally, if you like, it has no reference points to anything else that's already happened. Yeah, so, like it. I don't know whether this episode maybe was out of order, or you know, could have been placed anywhere, which that was a little weird. Because there yeah. was some kind of like, there's, there's, like a, there's like a like a like. Even though there's, like, a big arch, you can kind of follow the train where it's like, oh, they owe Sid money. Well, now they don't owe Sid money. They're still working for her. And this episode was kind of, like, it was just kind of a weird, like, one-off that could have been anywhere. Yeah, I gotcha.
0: Yeah, I feel like a lot of the episodes um, are building on each other in the sense of um, the Bad Batch. Growing, you know, to feel well, yeah, more like, responsible for Omega and all that stuff. Um, But, yeah, the, like you said, the, there's not, like, a linear line saying, oh, this happens and that happens. It's kind of just, like, a slow progression just of all these different, like, missions and, uh you know, things that they, they go on together. Yeah.
1: I, don't know, I just thought this one especially was very, like, isolated where it just did not play in against anything else that, that we've seen already.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah um so out of the episodes that we've covered which one would you say is like your favorite thus far out, out of the episodes five no i'm sorry six through 13 that we just covered
1: um probably probably the cad bane episode i would say yeah with, with one of Either either the Cat one or the one with Rex are kind of the ones that I I think I like the most out of this batch.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah, those are both very good. Very good. How, okay, so this will be fun to do because we will do another Bad Batch Bonanza episode after the season is over. But um, we'll do kind of a two parter here, real quick. And you, you be as long or short with it as you want. How would you like to see the the first season end, and what do you? How do you think it's going to end?
1: Hmm, I think what I'd like to see is end with a, some kind of a cliffhanger involving Crosshair. Um, either, either he has either like his chip gets deactivated somehow with all the all the uh, kind of damage he sustained lately, and mm. so he kind of like it snaps off, and maybe he like has some starts having some doubts about it um i think the thing is kind of where i'd maybe like to see this go mm-hmm. uh where i think it's likely to go is, is there probably just be some it probably will be some kind of showdown with crosshair, Um it um and with some kind of cliffhanger and it probably won't resolve anything is you know <laughs> where i think it's gonna go
0: yeah it'll they'll just leave it like loose end to pick up later on yeah 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 okay okay um, what I would like to see I do, and I don't know why, I would like to see uh Alpha and Omega meet up. Essentially I wanna see Boba Fett and Omega Fett meet up with each other and just whatever that means. Like how does that implicate does that I, I don't think it's gonna really gonna change Boba's view on the world that much, but how does it affect Omega to see that like there's one other like her, that she has like a brother, that's you know like his actual like you know what I mean, the, right? J- yeah, yeah. the closest thing she'll have to like a blood relative besides like Django, you know, out there in the world. And how do, how does that how does that affect her? Um, that would be pretty cool to see. How I think it'll end though, I think. I don't know how you would move the story forward if when and if there is a season two. But I think it would be pretty cool if... Um, no, I don't know. No, you could do it, I guess. Um, if Crosshair does have sort of a, re- a redemption, they're able to get him... Um, this is how I think it might go. This is how I think it might go, but we'll see. Um, you get Crosshair, and you are able to remove his inhibitor chip... And he rejoins the Bad Batch, no longer as the villain, but as just another member again. Um, that might be kind of cool. Because, I mean, it sounds like super, like, out of left field, sort of. Because we've seen seen him at, actually, like, massacre people and stuff like that. But one thing that Star Wars is obviously really good at, um, looking at you, Darth Vader, and looking at you, Darth Maul, is kind of like redemption for really bad people, you know? Yeah. Um, so they, they might be able to get him some redemption, but we'll see. What do you, th- uh, you-
1: think, I was,
0: I was one of the
1: most surprising moments of these batch of episodes is that uh, he didn't just gun Hauser down right there in the middle of everyone. Oh yeah, yeah. I was really, I was shocked by that. They actually like, took him as a prisoner. I was like, you know, I was just gonna like execute him right here in front of everyone because that's kind of the Empire way. Yeah, and Crossfair's been kind of doing that kind of stuff lately. He shot that one guy for just disobeying orders. His own his own squad mate, and it was like this guy doesn't really mean anything to him. I was really yeah. surprised by
0: that. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. They might have been softening him up already for the story. Who knows? Um, but yeah, that's what I think might happen. But what I would like to see, yeah, like I said, is Alpha and Omega together. Hey, who knows? Maybe that'll be the title title of the season finale. Um, well, then
1: well then, my question to you is then, do you think that we see, that we hear, we have a reference of Omega in Book of Boba Fett, if that happens?
0: What? Who knows? You never know. It might be, <laughs> we might be onto something here. And then at that point, who do you, ca- I mean, by that point, you know, Omega would be probably 40s, 50s. Yeah, as old um, as old Boba Fett is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we would get some Omega casting too, some live action Omega casting. Um, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. Alright, well, <laughs> stuff to speculate on, folks. Uh that is about it that we have for our Bad Batch Bonanza um episode. Um, let's see here. One last quick note that I wanted to touch on. Um <clears throat> Sorry, pulling up my notes here. Oh, yes. Um, Okay. Speaking of casting news and such. I'm going to be talking Kenobi here. Uh, it is rumored that they did cast a young princess Leia. Uh, rumored, yeah, not... I mean, yeah, a lot of these rumors
1: <clears throat>
0: we do find to come true for the most part. Um, but, you know, it's not confirmed or anything like that. Um, she does look to be pretty young for a pretty young girl. So she looks to be between the ages of like four to six. She looks like a pretty young little girl. Um, so, what do you think? Do you think. Luke and Leia would see each other as young children or do you think he would go to Alderaan and do something there or how do you think uh, what do you think this uh, casting idea of a young princess Leia means for the story of Kenobi
1: I have no idea because initially I kind of assumed that Kenobi would be that exclusively on Tatooine because why would he leave Luke unguarded yeah but if we're doing throwing Leia in there, then like, unless we're doing a weird thing where we're gonna like check in with people or show like, meanwhile across the galaxy type moment, like I don't understand. I don't know how that fits in. So I don't. I, mean, I don't know. I'm kind of confused by that.
0: Yeah. So you're of the camp that Kenobi will be on Tatooine for the entirety of the series.
1: Well, that was my assumption. Yeah. But now, but if we're gonna throw Princess Leia in there you can't assume that anymore. And it seems, it seems odd that like, if Kenobi was like popping up and being active in other parts of the galaxy, that Darth Maul wouldn't have like either Darth Maul or Vader wouldn't have like heard rumors and kind of come looking for him on Tatooine again. Uh huh. So it does. So like, why would he leave Tatooine? I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, I just, I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We 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 shall see. Anyway, I just wanted to share that. Uh I yeah, just really interested to see what that means and that we'll be I mean, they've never really had a different uh Princess Leia play Princess Leia, so this will be the first time I think uh yeah. someone other than Carrie Fisher um has, you know, played Princess Leia. So that's pretty interesting and exciting stuff that we got coming. Um Chris, do you have anything else uh, that you want to leave on Bad Batch or casting or just anything Star Wars related?
1: Um, no, nothing Star Wars related. I I didn't really do much Star Wars stuff this week, so I, don't know I have a, a, other than like skim that panel uh, coverage for that higher Republic stuff. So no, That's about it. Okay,
0: cool. Sounds good. Well. Uh, folks, thank you guys so much for listening to our Bad Batch Bonanza episode. Um, check us uh, out every week. Uh, usually we'll be dropping episodes on Tuesdays um, every week. Uh, hopefully some more here and there. Um, and we do have some pretty cool news that we'll be able to announce, I think, in the next week or two. But you'll hear from us uh, when we can officially make that news. Um, do What else here? Yeah, I think that's all we got for you guys this week. Please, uh, if you can, tag us uh, in stuff Uh, for your friends and family on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and our TikTok, actually. Got to keep that social media going there. So, yeah, just feel free to interact with us. Say hi. Tell us what you thought about the episode. Tell us what you thought about uh, any of the Bad Batch episodes that we covered um that's pretty much all we got for you guys this week uh chris what would you like to leave with the good people
1: uh just have a good week uh stay safe
0: uh you know the normal stuff yeah, uh, okay.
1: you know, watch more bad batch make sure you stay current on it yeah yeah
0: and uh what i will leave you with is if you get a nice size tattoo or a tattoo of any kind i guess um Make sure you stock up on some Aquaphor because that is what I have been using uh, and it works great. (laughs) All right, that's all we got for you guys. Uh, May the force be with you.
1: Have a good week, guys.